0: Welcome, everybody, to Panfish Nation along with Mark. I'm wow. And Mark, I think they're right. I think Tim Molina's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that brought a smile to our face when we saw that backstage, Tim. Good one right there. Man. And if you guys are listening to this, uh, Tim Molina's referring to uh, the Bay shop show that was on prior to this. He says, I think I just watched a rerun of the Jerry Springer show. Good one, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a great comment. It really was. Hope everybody's Tim- having a great day today. It's. Uh- been raining off and on here all day mark it kind of cooled off wasn't too bad i
1: know the heat is coming we need uh, rain lyle the river's so darn low i'm starting to get worried but with the lack of rain i'm able to get the boat stuff done i got the last couple parts in today actually probably just two hours ago so hopefully i'll be on the water monday they're saying it might rain i might still go out i don't know but I'm looking to do that for, for my show, First running the Boat. So I'm glad it ain't raining, and I hate that it ain't raining because that river's so darn low. You know
0: that that boat cannot be counted as christened until you
1: run it into the bottom and scrape the paint No, over. no, 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 no. no. We, we're going to try not to do that yet. <laughs> we're going to, you know, knock, knock on wood right here. <laughs> knock on wood. Hopefully that ain't going to happen too soon, but I understand it will.
0: Yeah, it's going to. I oh, like loading them up and going up to a dock and easing in there and putting your little buoy things out. So you don't scratch a side of it up and the wind blows and one of them pops up and there goes the scratch. You might as well just do it right off the
1: bat. I, I understand. You know, I, I really was looking for a white one so it would hide it better, yep. but I saw this black and I'm like, Oh my God, oh. it looks so good. I headed out for the, for, for the break in. And when I got at home, it had water spots on them there. I bought some of that hot sauce, uh boat cleaner. Oh mm-hmm. no, that stuff works phenomenal. Yep. I, and I, it's really I, good. I, I need to order like a five-gallon bucket of it. I can already tell. So. I use bathtub cleaner. That's so do I. I use it for the longest That's time on my really boat. But scrubbing bubbles, that
0: works yep. pretty good. It, it works great. And uh you don't have to it doesn't take a lot of effort. And I'm into that.
1: A lot less <laughs> effort the better. <laughs> yeah. He, what do you say we welcome everybody? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we're going to welcome the people, but I got a question. Less effort, then why do you eat all that shell-on shrimp, man? That's a lot of work, put, taking them shells off that shrimp. I like it fried, too. Okay, I figured you'd order the fry. You always send me pictures of that boiled shrimp. Well, the a, I
0: usually order it. Where, where I go for the all-you-eat shrimp, they fix it boiled and fried. So I usually start out with the boiled and work my way up to the fried. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, okay. Let let me say hello to everybody. What's up, guys? Bugman in the house. Bugman22, how you doing? Channel supporter, Crappie Day Fish on. How you doing, my friend? Creole catfishing in the house. There's Danny Stone Outdoors. Double hook angling. What's up, David? Make sure you turn into his uh, 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 tying flies and coffee on Friday mornings. He might not be on tomorrow. David, let us know, but he's usually on Friday nights. I think I heard him say he might have something to do, or that could be last Friday. I'm sorry about that. There's Channel Supporter. Fishing Freedom, Richard. How you doing, bud? Uh, fishing with Squirrel. What's going on, Dawson? There's Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. Joe Buck 66 is a channel supporter. Uh, thank you very much. KY Redneck Outdoors. There's my buddy Lance cool Guy Mr. Tully 41. Real and virtual outdoors. I was watching you fish a little bit today, uh, Troy, while I was working. I should have said hi, but I got a couple of calls right when I tuned into you, but it was fun watching you while I was on those. Robert Andrews in the house. There's my... My buddy KP from Takedown Catfishing. Kelly from the Bullock Experience. He bought J Dog's boat out from under him. I heard, I saw that. Congratulations. Uh, Kelly, good for you. Dan Thompson, he's a channel supporter. He just popped in here. Let's see. Did I miss anybody, Lyle? Uh, I don't think so. Lance McCoo guy, maybe? I said hello, Lance. Creole, okay. I don't want to miss. Mr. Kelly. I think I got everybody and I want to thank the supporters that did their milestones today. We've got D. She's been a member for four months. She says, let's go hearty hearts, heart emoji, panfish nation crappie day fish on member for five months. He says, get her done. And uh, there we go. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, We appreciate it. If you want to support the show further and it's free, share out links and share it to all your social media. We'd appreciate it. The more people we get in here, the better. Absolutely. Big Skip Fishing is joining us. Um, Double Hook Angling says no show tomorrow. Okay. Th- thank you for letting us know, Dave. We'll miss you in the morning. I guess I'll drink my coffee alone. <laughs> 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 I got rod racks to put in tomorrow morning. If anything, I'll get out there sooner anyway. So. I'm glad to see you get them bottoms for them so you can get them installed. Well, you know, I had Colton over at uh, Bars. I got to give them a big shout out. He custom made them for me because I want to fit in a spot where it's nice and tight and out of the way. And I'll be able to uh, loosen up the bolts and fold them down so I can get that uh, uh, travel cover on there, which is bad. Well, I'm not going to say it. It's an awesome cover. And I'd hate to lose that because I can't adjust those rod racks. So right. I, I think it's the right way to go about it. So it was worth the wait. Cotton pick
0: and fishing member for two months. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Joe Buck66, member for six months. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I scrolled right by me. Missed them. It happens. That's part of the live thing. People, people says, Well, all you're doing is reading chat and bullshitting. Well, that's true. But you can't bull and read at the same time sometimes. And you just miss some stuff. That's all. It's not that we try to miss anybody. It just happens. And uh, it's okay. You,
1: you know who does a good job with chat is SK. Uh, he, he goes through and he reads every chat that comes in. That's basically yeah. the show. So his show is about the uh, the actual chatters, oh the viewers of the show, which is pretty cool. So uh, I definitely like to take advantage of that. And I kind of steal that idea from him and, and read a lot of chats and in, in some of the free, like the the pop-up ones I do on my catfish and crappie live channel so every now and then he morning. has uh
0: actually been um half hour behind sometimes but that's because they take out something that is quality that they need to talk about and they'll spend time talking about it and the more you do that of course the further behind you get
1: but pretty much, he'll get all of them before the end of the show. He, he does. He won't end the show until he reaches the bottom, and he works pretty hard at it too. I, and you know, he guides professionally. That's his. That's, that's his work I down I there. When he yeah, he was doing something else. I mean, we need to get him on this show or my show, one of these things. But he's a busy guy, so who I t- I've talked to him several times about it, and what he says is, he said, "When I have a time, I'll I'll
0: call you, and it'll be spur of the moment." And well.
1: Sometimes that'll work, and sometimes we have somebody else already. It, it's, under, it's understandable. So, it just I mean, happens that way. I, get, I still get a lot of invites. We, me and you just got an invite for a show that we're going to do at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you know, I, I love to tell them, yeah, heck yeah, but I had to check my calendar. And fortunately enough, there, there's room to do it. So I look, I look forward to being on Luke's podcast. Which I'm assuming are that
0: the you show. are the same as me. I have an icon at the bottom of my screen with a calendar on it, and I have everything. I do. I, if I don't re-
1: write it down, I won't remember it. Here's my problem. I try to keep it up here, and the older I get, the less stays up here. That's the problem. You're not going to get any younger. I, I know. I've tried. I And you know what? I used to rely on my wife heavily for that stuff, and I think she... I still do. She might be in the same boat. She's still better than me, but I yeah. don't think she, she keeps track of that stuff because she's tired of it. So. Well, I
0: absolutely know that Cindy is not as good at it as she used to be but still way better than me <laughs> i just can't remember stuff and you know i was trying to remember people's names at the doctor's office today and i might as well just been pooing up a rope because it wasn't happening <laughs> I, I couldn't remember nothing we had a i went to the doctor for a checkup and they had a a, a young guy in there that's studying medicine to be a doctor and he was uh doing some stuff and uh come to find out he um Lives right up the road from uh, his parents do right up the road from where I used to the guy that sponsored me with boats. So he knew Laren, and we talked about stuff like that and things that went on out there. And I said, "Well, do you know?" um I couldn't remember the name, you know. And he said, "I might if you remember the name." <laughs> we had a lot of fun in there. He's a good kid. I wish you the very best. I think he'll make a great doctor, and uh, uh, I hope I hope everything works out great for him.
1: Tina lady Tina ladybug, how you doing? You you know who I saw? I had a video pop up yesterday. Fishing with Dom. Remember him when he was on my show live? I do. <laughs> is a mess, a mess. You know, Dom was it was a fun i'm not going to get into too many details, but <laughs> it was good to have Dom on my show back way back when I first started. he's a good kid he's actually not a kid now he just graduated from graduate school I think he's a counselor or a psychiatrist or something like that I haven't he had a pretty good youtube him. following. He did. He's still got a pretty good one. He's still getting some views. So, I mean, he's he's going back in. He just did a video on catfish rattles and, and stuff. You know, I remember when he was first getting into catfish and he would message the heck out of me. So, it's pretty good to see him getting really involved in it and like to think that I helped him on that path a little bit. So, that's always Absolutely. Cool. I'm sure you did. And, uh, you know, he was a fairly good guest, uh, all considered. He's a knowledgeable guy. He's well-spoken. He talks like a basketball announcer. So, Sports well, announcer. you know, um, that's not all bad. No, no, there's a place for it. I mean, think about, like, le- legacy fishing on television. There, There is, there is like, a set way that they do things, and they all kind of follow that same step. Until YouTube, that's pretty much all there was. Not that it's better or worse than what we do. It's just different, and it's set in there. So um, sometimes I'll fall into that, being that, you know, I've been watching those fishing shows ever since I was a, believe it or not, at one point in my life, I was a wee little tyke. But, really? Uh, yeah, really, a long, long time ago, Lyle. A long time ago. <laughs> and it's just kind of what I got used to. So, I mean, everything from when, you know, I start my show with a welcome to the, you know, I kind of get that from those guys in Chicago radio and stuff. So I like Michael Buffer.
0: I don't know. Who is Michael Buffer? Michael Buffer is a guy used to start off announcing all the boxing matches.
1: Uh <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. No, don't say that. You'll get a copyright strike. <laughs> He's got that copyrighted. He, he goes after people who use that all the time. Hey, so. I don't blame him. You know, that made him. It really
0: did. And he made a, a big living making a lot of money doing that. And, and all the big events, they always had him.
1: His brother does it too, and he's got something similar to what his brother says, and he gets hired a lot. If they can't afford his brother they can't afford his brother, they 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 hire the younger one, which is kind of funny. but it works. family business,
0: right? Hey, that's right. And uh, I told Chad he should copyright, do whatever it is when he come up with the online tournaments that we all do now. He should have done whatever it took to get that knocked down. When he I got that
1: idea, I have all my intellectual property protected. I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, uh, access to to have that stuff done, and I definitely did. So I have all the names and stuff that I ever, if I ever named a fishing rod like the Black Cats,
0: that's all registered. Mm-hmm. Anybody that uses that can be sued. And not saying I would or wouldn't, but uh, I own all that stuff. Anything that I ever
1: used, you just. You, and it
0: doesn't cost that much. You can just send the paperwork into the state and they'll send you a letter or certificate.
1: Yeah, protect your stuff. It depends how far you go with that. Sometimes, you know, copyrights or trademarks, those those get to be costly because you do have to hire an attorney to do all that stuff. And uh, unless you're able to navigate the all the paperwork and stuff. And, and anybody can kind of do it, but you want to make sure you do it right. That's the
0: thing. that's the thing. I would rather pay somebody to make sure it's right. Yeah, Creole, everybody... that's not a bad gig right there. I'm you,
1: that that's what that's <laughs> But that's what what Chad pays. That's what Chad pays uh, Freddie and uh, Brian to be on the show. I don't doubt that. Um, Uh, That's
0: a pretty good gig. Hundred grand a pop, and and uh, he done a lot of that. So,
1: Lyle, did you watch that video, that bar stools outdoors video? I did. For those of you wondering, there's a video on Barstools Outdoors with Sydney Wells. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's a young lady. She's the daughter of Tim Wells, the slock master. If you watch any hunting video, you know what kind of animal Tim is. Tim has a a farm here in Peoria, Illinois with monster bucks on there. And uh, she does a lot at his farm. She lives in downtown Chicago because the Barstool uh, offices is here. But regardless, she went to Sarah Pavin's. Farm down in Alabama. They have a huge pond on their property, and we're talking two pound bluegill. Awesome. Fantastic. They're big, mean copper noses. It's a cool video. So if you get a chance, check it out. Sarah's been doing the big uh, 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 panfish for a long time on her place. We've been trying, I've been trying to get her on here and on my show, but she's got such a huge social media following that she really doesn't. I feel the need to be on any podcast or anything, but I'd still like to get her. But if you get a chance, go over to Barstool Outdoors and check that out. So they got a cool po- They got a cool podcast over there too. Her and Alec Parrick do do a podcast from time to time. I think they might be an item. I'm not quite sure, but that stuff don't matter to me. But you get that feeling when you see them on there together. So well, I tell you, around. that was a great great video
0: today. Um, Sarah is okay, and I look. I don't consider her one of my have to watch every week kind of things.
1: But I'd love to have her pond sitting in my backyard. You there ain't no joke. I I understand. You know it's about she does good. I
0: don't I'm not saying she don't do good stuff. She does do good stuff. She's just she's not Keith Richards. You know that guy watch every time he comes out with video. No matter no matter her I don't so um I'm selective about uh, several of the guys, and there's, it's not just her. There's a lot of guys. That, that mm-hmm. just about what it But Keith Richards, it doesn't matter what Keith comes out with. I'm watching mm-hmm. his stuff.
1: 922 Crappie Barbecue says, I haven't got a crappie that way too, Bumpy. <laughs> Me either. I haven't caught one since I was a little kid, so I feel for you. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, man. So, Sunday. Sunday, it's a Sunday, of- Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's like it going to the drag races, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Union Grove, Wisconsin. Remember those ads, Lyle?
0: I do remember them. I was a kid. I used, man, we. I was begging to go to them places. We went to St. Louis a lot, or Wentzville, and, and uh, I watched my brother race down there and. and uh, that's how I got started in automotive business years and years ago.
1: So, we have Union Grove right here, up right over the border in Wisconsin. I got a, the opportunity to go there a couple of times. But yeah, those those ads were something probably as epic locally as Get Ready to Rumble is in the box. That's right. Country. Have you ever noticed that
0: there's a district separation yeah. between pan fisher people that use jigs as opposed to live bait? That is why the Panfish Nation Tournament Series, as we know it, starting with Mark, then Chad, then Josh, then Dockery, is required. The original requirement was <laughs> you had to use artificial bait, which
1: um, I Chad, like. says, Chad says poo-poo on that. Chad don't want to <laughs> do it on his channel. so.
0: <laughs> I, I'm so excited about getting out there Sunday and And uh, I I mentioned to you this morning that the weather forecast for me is rain starting about six o'clock and raining all friggin' day.
1: You Uh, know what people say. I'm gonna interrupt you here when before you get too complaining about the rain. There's no such thing as bad weather. Only bad clothes, Lyle. Remember that. I have an enclosure for my boat. We won't put the sides on, but the top will
0: keep us semi-dry, and we have rain gear. So um, unless it's lightning. I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah, I don't like lightning. I've seen it hit the water once. I don't want to be in the water.
0: Uh, the thing about lightning it worries me. If you've ever seen those videos of the guys that have their rods in a rod holder, and lightning hit it, and they just shriveled up,
1: just I'm not shattered. gonna say
0: what it reminds me of. It <laughs> there ain't
1: much left of them, dude. <laughs> I mean, those must, you fire, they, those must have been fiberglass rods because I know yeah, they, they smoke. Any any other carbon rods or anything, they just explode. I've seen a St. Croix turn to dust, my goodness, in a video one time. Kevin says he never had any luck with jigs. That's all I catch stuff on mostly. Is Try, and I don't
0: catch them on plastic, I catch mine on hand. Ties,
1: so I'm telling you, the, the best way to get into artificials is use uh Berkeley Gulp One Inch Minnow. I say it time and time again, people are probably getting tired of me saying it, but that's the best that's like the gateway drug to artificials and panfish. It really is. I tell they work, you, they work well.
0: I tell you the, the the thing about using artificials up against live bait is just like using um circle hooks when you've been using J-hooks all your life. You leave the J-hooks at home, and you learn how to use that circle hook, or you don't catch no fish. It's the same way if you want to catch fish on artificial bait. You leave the live bait at home, and make yourself learn to use them correctly, and you'll catch fish. Um, I do have some of those little Berkeley gulp minnows that you sent me. I'll be using those this weekend. Uh, Also... I have some little bitty one-inch plastics that I got from uh, Creek Life Lure Company that I, that look like um, crawdads, and I'm going to be trying those. I haven't used them yet. Uh, and, of course, then I'll be – I might take my fly rod. There you go. I'm not sure if Cindy's going to put up with me whipping the thing around and that bowl well, with her in there.
1: I, I thought of that when you when Kevin asked about the difference between live bait and artificial users. And then you got the third level, which is fly people who fly fish for panfish. It, it's like there's this separation in people. It, it, people like what they do. You got people that use, like Kevin says, or, I mean, not Kevin, but Creole says, kind of like people that use chicken and those people who don't like to use chicken. It's kind of the same thing. I'm in the don't like to use chicken again. Yeah, I, I had chicken yesterday for dinner. It was delicious, Laugh. I thought it's, I'm the, maybe that's why I don't like you. Wouldn't want to you don't
0: like to use it for bait. I don't like to eat it either. You don't even like to eat it. That's true. No, no but we do eat it, you know. And I'm not sure why, but.
1: I got a pretty good idea why. Kevin's asking. I wonder if it's a regional thing. Maybe fish uh, prefer live bait in certain. It it could also be a confidence thing too, Kevin. If you're not confident in it, uh, I'm telling
0: you that's a big deal.
1: Uh, okay, let's 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 give the people some tips if you're if you're having trouble catching artificials. Mine is move the bait. That's right. Keep move it as slow. You know, and and I learned this from SK a long time ago. Move that bait and reel it in so slow reel it in slow. And I've kind of used the phrase or think about it in my head. It's reel it in so slow. It hurts to do so. I mean, you get anxious turning that reel, you know, that slow. And, and that seems to work for me. And also, even if you're on the fish, if you go to moving baits, you're going to, you, you might get the bigger ones out of that pile, which is a lot of times what I do. And it, it seems to work. So here's the
0: uh, tip that I will give people if you're wanting to use live bait and you're struggling, if there's any wind at all, especially this will work really well. Put your jig underneath a bobber. Mm-hmm. The wind and the waves will keep that thing moving. And if you don't have any wind, just sit there and twitch the rod tip every once in a while and reel it up a little. That will uh, work exceptionally well, especially for bluegill. Um, they don't care. If it's. It, I the buggier the jig looks, the better off you are. That's why a lot of my jigs have this the silly leg stuff on them because it moves all the time and it looks buggy. And bluegills love bugs. So there you go.
1: And and I'm kind of scrolling through the chat here, seeing who's in here, and, and most of these people are warm water climates. I won't get into the difference in the seasons like cold water, even ice fishing and, and summer fishing with artificials, but there's definitely different ones that you want to use here in the North. If you're ice fishing, which I didn't ice fish at all last year. And I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go ice fishing anymore. I'm getting too old for that, but we're going to try. Um, you want to, you know, pretty much match the hatch. You got all sorts of larvae, larvae coming off the bottom. You want to use the smallest stuff, ice fish jigs and you know, in, in the in the heat of summer, sometimes you just want to use something that even moves more, something with a longer profile, you know, matching the, the, the bait fish or the fry that, that, that just hatched in one of the last ones. So crickets, that's what Lyle's talking about. Bugman yeah. brings in, I've used artificial baits to catch bluegill, but he likes crickets. So
0: I, I like using crickets, and they work good for catching moon eye if you're looking for bait for catfish. The problem I have is... Nobody. Ever, there's only one bait store here around me close, and crickets smell so he don't keep them in his shop. What the hell's wrong with you, man? It's I can't his shop. Him. Him do, he can't
1: his, of... hey, 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 it's his shop. He's gonna do what he wants to do. <laughs> it,
0: it don't matter what I want, but you would think I'm not the only person that wants crickets. I guarantee. Go over to
1: pet. Go over to Petco or PetSmart, whatever
0: you got. But there. I gotta
1: drive 35
0: miles one way to get
1: them. Well, you live in Buffalo. I don't. You chose right. to live there. <laughs>
0: But that's that's where you have to go. And I don't know if you can get them at pets. I, I know that pet stores have them because they use them and they sell them for food and food and, and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how they sell them by a single individual thing or if they sell them in tubes like you do. You get at a bait shop. I'm just, I was so disappointed. That guy says, oh, they smell. I can't, I don't want. Well, what do you think the minnows do? <laughs> I mean, minnows <menace> stink. <laughs> But anyhow, he's not going to handle them, and and um, there's some other bait stores we just don't stop at them. You know, when we go to the lake, and and I may stop at them and see if they got some. Because man, bluegills love crickets, and it won't be long. But when the weather starts changing in, up in the summertime, when you can go out in your yard and pick up them little uh, grasshoppers, about like that, and they work extremely well. And if you really want to. I have some wood bees drilling holes underneath my shade. you guys come over and catch them? I'm <laughs> sure they would work great for bait. <laughs> <laughs> I just got rid of a whole bunch of wood bees. So. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Here's something I like. Wes Creole got to say, First, a few hours yesterday in the Creek, Tennessee, Skunk, we got to watch Gabe work that fly rod with crowd pie. Awesome, man. That's real cool. Way to go, Gabe. Um, Big Skip says, Order them by the case, they are cheaper, and a cricket box is easy to build. That's a
1: great idea. Yeah, you can I get them live like that. Did not I know you to... get them that way. Lance is gonna go visit our buddy Adam Zimmerman. He, if anybody can put you on a flathead, Adam will put you on. He's got a pretty sweet honey hole where he fishes. Mm-hmm. I look hopefully you'll go live. That'd be nice to, to see you guys out there together. Lance says, pet shops sell crickets by the dozen. Really cheap.
0: I like really cheap. I like worms uh, to catch bluegill with. Uh, they work really good. It doesn't matter to me if you use a little piece of a night crawler on the end of a hook or if you're using red worms. Yeah, I, I tend to use a lot more red worm per hook than I do. If I'm using night crawlers, I just mash off a chunk about the size of your fingernail and put on there. Um uh, I don't think them bluegill care what kind of worm No, it
1: is. I, I use redworms constantly, and I'll use one every time I, you know, whenever. I'll use a whole one, a redworm. I just don't like ripping apart night crawlers. I, I use small chunks of bait, and those, you know, redworms fill the fill the bill for me. You uh, will. Also, wax worms are incredibly effective up here for bluegill. Oh, my God, it's like cheating. I got to tell you, all warm are here in the metropolitan area of Buffalo, Missouri.
0: Never had anything for a long time except night crawlers. Well, last year I noticed that he started having red worms, and I was really excited about that because now I don't. It's, red worms are just, I don't know, there's something about them that intrigues me. So now I can buy night crawlers and red worms. The other day, Mark, they had wax worms. First time go. ever. First time ever. I've never you, even seen a wax worm because they don't you, ever have them.
1: Waxworms are stinky. You've been warned, Lyle. They, they could smell. Crush one in your finger or something, and you'll be sorry <laughs> you did. I want to see J-Dog eat one a, a handful of them. That would be something to see.
0: I don't want to see that either.
1: I, I'm still getting over.
0: Uh, what's his name with uh, eating that one piece of the gill sticking in his, in his teeth? Oh, my God. Oh, my
1: goodness. Who was that? I forgot.
0: It was one of the... Uh, One-ton guys. Um,
1: Oh, was it art? Art, yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Almost gross.
1: (laughs) What's up, JG uh, Hill Studio? How you doing? Gulp crickets are cool. Uh, I use mostly gulp minnows, nice panfish, ultralight, six-foot rod, two-pound test line. Uh, The line really makes a difference for casting light tackle. That's a good deal. You know, I use I use four-pound test because I, I have enough fishing rods, and I ain't re-spooling every time I go out, so I kind of need that half B medium there. I pick four pounds. I have four and six. I switched a couple over to some braid, ones that I want to do some vertical jigging with because I want to feel that bite a little. I want the sensitivity of braid. No other reason than that. Also, you know, if you got 10 to 12, I mean, SK's talking using 16-pound, 15-pound braid, and I think he just likes to get his hook out of brush piles. You'll bend a hook straight.
0: With fifteen pound braid. Well, that's okay with me, uh, but if a, if I bend the hook, I'm changing it regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can never bend it back exactly like it was. Creel says I started fishing worms with no weights or bobber. I'll get strikes that way where nothing else works. They, hey, whatever, whatever works, man.
1: On the fall is a deadly. It's deadly for for. For most fish, they for some reason, if the feed is on, you can get them biting on the fall, you're in business. Keep it.
0: Here's the thing about panfish that I believe, and this is this may be why my confidence level is so high about catching bluegill and stuff. I don't think they ever stop feeding. I think they change what they want and how they want it presented to them. Hmm. So if stuff is not working say your your depth underneath your bobber or take the bobber off whatever change something until you find something that's causing the bite and keep doing that uh, when, whether it be worms or crickets change from one to the other or or hand ties or rubber uh, uh, baits whatever it is keep changing up until you find something that works and then just keep doing it
1: and once you get dialed in man it's 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 a good time definitely it is a good time <laughs> it definitely is especially when you get on a couple of bigger ones and you're fishing that ultra lake gear and stuff that's always fun and we've said this a hundred times i didn't know the panfish fight so darn hard pound for pound it's, it's oh a- yeah i want to make uh, i want to try to catch a
0: 10 inch bluegill this summer i i really want to do that and um i know i've caught one but i, I it was years ago in a in a farm pond up home uh, behind our house And um, I put it back because I couldn't, I was catching bait to to go fish a tournament, and I couldn't take that one out of there. I just couldn't do it. David Martin says, hard to beat red worms wiggling on a hook, and you can catch many fish off of one worm, which is very true, but the line makes the most difference with fish size. Hmm. Um, And I think, uh, I don't think color matters as much once it gets down a little deep, but Right now, where I fish, the water is so clear, you can see the fish swimming down three, four, five feet. So I would think clear line or something to that effect. But the water we was over the other day, Mark, was really green, and I haven't seen it like that there.
1: I, I, you know what? I never paid attention to the, the line. I use high mm-hmm. vis just because it's easier for me to see. You guys see me wearing glasses here. These are, these are just reading glasses. So when I'm out fishing and stuff, unless I'm tying on, I'm not wearing glasses. So the, the higher vis line is better. If, if I'm fishing like walleye or something, I'll tie a fluorocarbon leader on there. Um, and, and that seems to work. Does it make a difference? I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: I have polarized glasses that I wear. Um, And I I believe in those. I think that's a lot of the reason that you can see in the Mm -hmm. water better. Uh, Not that you can't see in the water without them, but I just think it makes everything brighter and easier to see, Uh, especially up in the coves and stuff where most, both ramps are at. You can see down in that water and uh, there's people forget about fishing those places there's a lot of bait fish around boat ramps, and I, it's because concrete is a huge structure.
1: Concrete grows a lot of algae in the sun, and and, and plankton, and, and whatever the the little bait fish are feeding on, and then you get the the same thing. It's the whole cycle of life. It's it's that that rule of three that uh, our friend, uh, forgive me, for, uh, Ted uh, talks about all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and boat ramps and docks pretty much meet all of those. So, well, if you don't cool. think
0: that. If you don't think that boat ramps grow a lot of algae, just walk out off on the concrete and see how long you stay on your feet.
1: I've been at so <laughs> many times at the boat ramp. I, I, I even It got to the point where I went from being mad to being okay. Here we go again. <laughs> I don't even care anymore.
0: You can <laughs> even walk alongside
1: your boat trailer, hold on to the boat and still bust your butt. <laughs> I got a couple of times where I'm hanging off the bed of my truck like this with my, dad, trying to keep from standing up. Yeah, they get they get pretty wet, but you know what? I'm going to remedy that, Lyle. I, I think I'm going to order some steps here in a week for my boat. So Yeah, we're, as soon as Marky and I get, <clears throat> pardon me,
0: get a chance, we're going to build a set for the front of mine, and then I can just walk right up on it. Uh, that That is one of the last few things that I need to do because it uh, it's getting... It's not that I can't crawl over the side of the boat. I just choose not to anymore. <laughs> and we got a drotto, one of the things that you pull up on the boat and it latches in. And uh, hopefully i get that where Cindy can pull up on there and then I can back the trailer in so she don't have to. It's not that she can't do it. She just, uh, I, I want her to be able to do everything. Uh And that was going to make it easier for her to pull the boat in. She can just run it up in there and it'll click and latch. I pull her out, tie the strap on. We're good to go. Uh, I think that'll be easier. And then she can launch and she'll be able to, to load and she's already able to back the trailer in. So there's nothing that she won't be able to do in case she wants to
1: fish sometime when I'm not there. You know, I put a drotto on my trailer and I did get it out there the one time for the break. And and I'm telling you after using it just the (laughs) one time, I'm a fan. Hopefully it'll, keep working as well as it does i mean i got a roller trailer now which i'm not used to but it, it made it easy i got it nice and close to the dock i kind of drove up the, the end of the trailer didn't even have to be in the water that's the advantage of those roller trailers you don't need as much water to launch your boat that's right which means you can keep the tongue out of the water and not get wet so We'll see. I'll report back after the at the end of the summer on my uh, findings. But yeah, stairs are definitely uh, in the picture. They ain't cheap, so I wish I, I knew how to weld or had a welder friend. But <laughs> well, that's the damage.
0: So. I I welded for years and years in the shop, and my sons, both of them, are welders. So um, that makes it good. We just get together and and make it happen because I haven't. I, I when I got out of the garage business, I sold a lot of that kind of equipment. That I had a bunch of money tied up in, and I wish I still had that welder. However, because there's a lot of things I could use it for, and I have the adapter where I could weld aluminum and all that stuff. But um, there's really not that much aluminum welding you need to do. You know, if you if you're need to weld uh, on your boat, chances are you got more problems just a little bit. But for welding up steps and stuff, if if I still had it, I would probably buy the aluminum uh, tubing and flat metal and make the steps out of aluminum to steel because aluminum won't rust so.
1: that, 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 that this is true um, <laughs> and and galvanized is an option for the ones that uh, I'm thinking about ordering but you know that black could look good on that trailer I'm so oh sure. yeah the thing yeah, about yeah. galvanized is if,
0: if you if you've ever welded galvanized welding galvanized is not hard to weld galvanized metal but it is deadly. <laughs>
1: Bad smell. Gas, yeah. Oh, you know, and, and people think like galvanized trailers too won't rust. If you okay, galvanized finish, I believe it's like uh, electronic, It's done with electricity. The coating Electroly- on there, yeah, electrolysis. That's that's the word I was looking for. But if you scratch through that, your trailer is going to rust just as much. Just yep. so you know, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Stainless steel is a way to go if you have access
0: to somebody that has a lot of that. I. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't really, and um, uh, I do. I'm not, I'm not that good at welding stainless for whatever reason. I never to do a lot of. You need to TIG weld to do that correctly, uh, and I'm not a TIG welder for I just never I, to do it.
1: Yeah, I have a buddy who's got access to stainless steel and a laser cutter, but I we don't know uh, we don't have a welder friend close enough. So <laughs> yeah, so if it doesn't need to be welded or bend, I can get anything flat I want cut out of there. So there you go. Get them powder coated black, Mark. Yep that's that's the that's the uh, the idea. You know the ones I'm looking at, they get they're powder coated black, and then the actual steps are the galvanized, like the grating you see at like a factory, the the non skid stuff. I think. Yes. Yeah.
0: If if you buy a set of the ones that fit whatever boat trailer you have mm-hmm. in your boat. You know,
1: there's $600 or more. Yeah, I'm looking at the easy steps, which I think are the... the that's the, probably the best ones on the market. Today. That's what everybody refers to. There's a couple of other brands which are nice and stuff, but I'm like you say, a full-figured man. <laughs> so I'm going to go with whatever I feel more comfortable. most comfortable that, That's with. exactly
0: right. And the other thing you need is the handle to hold on to with your hand. Whether you be right-handed or left-handed, you can get yep. the steps around on either side, but... That's just a security handle. <laughs> David says he'll never have a, a boat without steps on the trailer. I, I got you, man. Creel says he loves his.
1: Oh, he'd love to put steps on. His. I think Creel, yeah. you know how to weld, don't you, bud? Or I'm sure you got a weld yeah, with friends in your construction business. You just have them cut them parts up and, and get her done, yeah. bud. That's exactly right. I, I'm convinced that that's definitely the way hey, to go. And Keith over at Fishing Stuff's got a video about boat steps, I believe.
0: He does, and um, he's got a guy that makes a lot of that kind of stuff. And all them videos are on his page, uh, on his YouTube channel. So go check them out. Uh, they make all kinds of steps and different things for boats and things. And well, it's Keith, so he's fishing stuff. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. He is a good dude. And he's got a really funny video of catching bait in a pond.
1: He does with the traps he built. You got to go check that out.
0: If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it.
1: I think it's a two-week deal. Is that a two-session? I think so. There's a a few days between checking (laughs) those traps and stuff. so.
0: Creel says I got all the tools in the shop. Just need to get off
1: my ass and get her back. Creel, I understand. <laughs> I was, you know, here. I I, I actually got those parts. Uh, I don't know, late afternoon or whatever. And I could have gotten those those rod racks uh, mounted, but I just wasn't feeling feeling it today after doing all that. I stuff. got you. Like, i need to work your heart you. That. Yeah, it's running it's all, all the wires.
0: David says easy steps are cheap enough. By the time you make them, it's almost not worth your time. You're probably right, because steel ain't te- cheap. No, if you got something laying around is one thing. If you got to go buy it. That's something else altogether. So we haven't even talked about the tournament coming up this weekend. It'll There's be a tournament Sunday, this weekend? Sunday. Sunday.
1: Top, Sunday. Two. Sunday.
0: top two people in this tournament and its numbers of panfish, crappie or bluegill or any type of sunfish. And the top two will advance to the Panfish Nation Championship at the end of the year. And if you don't qualify this weekend and Mark's tournament, Josh and Chad. Chad has one coming up. Chad, next.
1: two weeks afterwards. Uh, I don't have and the date exactly. It's it's in June, end of June. So he's going to do his uh, a Dockery override and allow live bait. <laughs> And then Josh, and then Josh, and then Dockery. And here, I got the dates right here. Let me just open up this, okay? But we're gonna
0: have a lot of fun, we're gonna catch some bluegill and some
1: crappie. And Chans- uh, yeah, Chad's on the 24th uh, of June, July 8th is the weekend angler over at Josh, September 9th is Doctory, and then we're gonna uh, announce the date when we can figure it out best for the people who are taking part of it. I think it's that's probably cool. gonna
0: be in October, nice. I think. Um, and it'd be cool and nice. I'll put in a day and ask the big guy if we can have a day without rain.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be fishing all over the country. So <laughs> someone you know, have rain. <laughs> I'll be in there hosting with you on that day, definitely. So it it I'll be. Well, you nice I'm, both qualify. well I'm well, that's the thing. What are you I'm gonna, gonna do if that happens? I'm gonna fish during Chad just so I can give him some grief on screen. Really? Yeah.
0: I can't hardly believe you do that.
1: I would I would never. Yeah. I'm gonna be trying out a new rod this weekend. Oh yeah, what you
0: got? Um a little stiffer um blank that was sent to me to try out and um I wanna see if it's
1: uh gonna work. I that that's <clears throat> I I enjoy a rod that's got a little stiffer egg. Well, oh my god, someone's gonna edit that out. I apologize. <laughs> You know what I mean, Lyle. I do know fish what you should ride.
0: This one is um, um, just a little heavier duty than most of the panfish stuff that I build. But I so far seem to like it. I thought I would like it for dock shooting, but I think it's a little too stiff, stiff for yeah. that. I have one right now that I can shoot plum across my yard and put them in a five-gallon bucket. So
1: I want to see this. You need to make it short,
0: Lyle. I need to because this baby is bad to the bone. Um, it's a graphite blank and it bends way down. And Mark, I was always worried about getting that hook in my finger. But if you do that correctly, there's really no way you can. If you don't do it correctly, you're probably going to end up one your fingers. You'll learn if you don't. That <laughs> you're going to be seeing a doctor a lot. I I have Doctor Cindy, and and I say that in all honesty, because over the years in the garage business, she has dug rust and dirt and metal pieces out of my eyes. She's pulled things out of my finger that were never supposed to have been in there to start with. Uh, but I couldn't, you know, we was usually busy and I couldn't stop and take time out to go to the doctor. So Dr. Cindy took care of it. And um, she'd done it for years. So I never really worried about it. But uh, I did get tying a jig one night I got one in my finger and she was in bed and you know the video where uh, Jimmy Houston jerks that hook out of a guy's finger with uh-huh. the braided line I tied that around there and pushed it down and used my other I held it with one hand and jerked it with the other and it come right out so if somebody gets one in there I'm your guy I can do it <laughs>
1: Dr. Lyle and I, you know, I'm gonna. It's just you and I talking here, so I'm not gonna. So nobody here is gonna listen. Yeah, right. You know what the secret to that is? What's that? When you're doing it on a, on somebody else, always yank on the the count of two. Tell them you're gonna count to three. <laughs> one, two, and pull that sucker right out. They'll never know it hit them. The key to that is holding that the front of that down. Hey, Grero,
0: glad to see you in here. Yeah, holding the front of that down, which releases. The uh, little piece that's been out on your hook and it just jerked it right out. It, hmm. it didn't even hurt hardly.
1: I've had that done to me and I've just taken my multi-tool and uh and and mushed the uh, the what the barb down and, and then just it kind of slides out too that way. But I if you don't... got a set of treble hooks and you it ain't no oh. fun. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh come on. I'm really good at it, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> I'll videotape.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. It, it just come right out. But now I, I have become a fan of of non-barb hooks. Um, not me. They're t- <laughs> it's not because of that getting them in you. It's because of the least damage they do when you take them out of a
1: uh, of a fish.
0: Now I, I do have a story about that. I went fishing with Ricky Brackett and Harold Dodd one time, and these two are the biggest clowns you've ever been in the boat with. Uh, Harold caught a 108-pounder in a King Cat tournament or a, a wow. Bass Pro Shop tournament years ago. Uh, it, it's just giant fish, and he's a hell of a fisherman, and Ricky Brackett was too, and they invited me to go down when Ricky got a new boat, and I drove down to St. Louis, and we jumped in the boat, and we're going and from the time I got there to the time I got back in my truck I was my guts was hurting I laughed so hard Ricky caught about a 30 pound blue and he gets this in and he's using one of those Gamagatsu hooks at the time they cost about four bucks a pop and uh he oh, turned God. around and Harold's heralded- Harold's got a set of bolt cutters. When Rick turns around, he cuts that hook off the bolt cutters. And and Rick's screaming and hollering about him cutting that $4 hook. And Harold says, look how easy that comes out.
1: Not right out. He said, no you, stress to that fish at all. You know, that's not a bad idea. If you're using big hooks like we use, you know, when you're <laughs> 8, 10, 12-odd hooks, having a, a small set of bolt cutters yeah. in the boat isn't – I know there's you got a ton of stuff, but that'll yeah. make your life a heck of a lot easier. It was the
0: funniest thing you've ever seen. That Ricky was screaming over four dollars. He's a riverboat barge captain, he can afford a four dollar (laughs) hook. But it was like that the whole day. It was really funny. We had a great time. Uh, I got back and I got to telling Cindy about all the stuff that happened that day. She says, You'll never go with them guys again unless I can go Uh... too.
1: There, Gigi, there, there. speaking of hooks and fingers we used to fish inside of boat houses uh hold the jig and use the rod whip to shoot the jig underneath the docks really good way to get a hook and a finger yeah that's dock shooting right there
0: yep that, that's this dock shooting one on
1: what's going on I'm, eric how you doing bud
0: i'm excited about dock shooting this year because like i say i've i've got this little grapher ride that i started building dock shooting rods on and and uh I can stand in my boat in my yard and stand a five-gallon bucket out there and lay it down to where you're shooting up inside that bucket. Uh-huh.
1: Just bang, bang. I bet my neighbors get so tired of hearing that. I'm, I'm terrible at shooting docks. What I do is I'll, I'll skip the jig under there. I'll sidearm it, and I can usually skip. Oh, that'll work, movie. too. Yeah.
0: But um, it, it, it's not going to be a long mark until them crappie and bluegill, especially crappie, uh, will be underneath them docks.
1: Says I drove Gabe to urgent care a few years ago with a trout line hook through his thumb He's and the on. On. my
0: son Tony got one in his hand when we was riding horses one day and he waited there till I come back and I said well I can take you to the hospital and we was way away from home I said well, we can take a set of side cutters and cut it off and you can pull it out and he says can I go fishing when I'm done I said yeah why and he said give me some side cutters he whacked her off pulled the hook out he was going back to the lake he. He wasn't gonna mess around going, took too much time to go to the doctor and get it done. He was gonna he just done it himself. He was probably eight, ten, twelve years old, somewhere along in there.
1: He wanted have, to fish
0: that bad. He didn't like horses,
1: but he loved to fish. Have some, you know, uh uh some antibacterial wipes in your tackle bag too. To great
0: to, great idea.
1: Yeah, because you don't want to get an infection, that'll hurt worse than a hook. Hold on a second, Lyle. Yeah. Jansen's lineman
0: scissors, they will cut through a penny. Keep them on the boat if you need to cut a hook in half. Yeah, that's a good idea. I just shoot side cutters, <clears throat> but yeah, Tony had to push his on through his thumb and then cut the end of it off.
1: <laughs> he wasn't very old, but he, hated, he didn't like riding horses at all. But he loved to fish. Yeah, we're using pan fish hooks, though they're not as bad. I mean- Oh, no, they're easy to cut off. You can put it cut off, pull them out yourself. You're okay. Yeah. Hey David Smith, welcome to chat. Glad to see you in here. 205 Wild Action. How you doing, bud?
0: Well, I'm excited. Do oh. you have a list of, of people that is in the I tournament do. for Sunday? I
1: do. We had a couple, unfortunately, we had a couple of people cancel out for health reasons, and we wish them all the best. We won't get into that. Uh, that's their own business. Uh, exactly. and I hate to to, to do that to him uh cindy's in it you're in it uh my buddy kp kenneth powell chad's in it d's in it our buddy josh and freddie joined at the last minute so you know i would
0: think that josh would allow christina to come in as much as she likes to panfish
1: and he won't even take her you know what we shouldn't say too much we should save that for later after the fact so we when we're talking to christina we could say he went panfishing without you Speaking of Christina, if you guys didn't see the video
0: uh, on Catfish Weekly where Christina came in and talked about uh, photography for fishing, go back and take a look at that. It's a great video. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, you still have room now. If somebody do, I'm, looking,
1: I'm looking at for a, a co-host for that day, so uh, hopefully we'll get a hold of one. But if anybody else wants to get in on it, just okay. get in touch with me. We can add another person, definitely. If you're interested, it ought to be a good time. So you have we're going to have fun. one? I well yeah. with the, with a co-host, I would say yes, right? Okay. We got what seven people that would make eight, and then two with me and a co-host. Yeah, that's exactly right. So. What's
0: this heart I'm seeing over to the far right of chat? I do not see it, so I you don't.
1: know, David. Um, I know what you're talking about. On phones, uh, when you're watching this, there's a little place on the side. If you click on that heart, you can just keep pounding on those hearts, and uh, I think it works like on TikTok. The more likes we get through that, I think the more they'll recommend your feed uh on tiktok i mean on uh youtube so if you guys are there and you got nothing better to do just keep mashing that for us we'd appreciate it Doug. absolutely
0: And while you're at it go ahead and hit the like button if you haven't subscribed to panfish nation we'd love to see you do that and if you are inclined to you can be a member by joining down below and we'd like that too i had i haven't seen the hearts course you know me mark i'm not a big phone person so if I hardly watch anything on phones, but um, that's just
1: because I don't know how to operate them. <laughs> uh, David says he's on a computer. I use a, um, oh, Firefox, so maybe that's why I'm not seeing it on mine. I'm actually looking for it right now, and I don't see the hard I mine, don't so.
0: see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. I see people hitting them, but I don't see them for me to hit. We got 41 thumbs up. Not too bad for tonight, but we'll take them all. We sure
1: will. Did we thank Joe Buck for being a member, Lyle? Uh, I think we did, but he if was we did, a member for six months. I'm just looking at the tab, and that's I just awesome. noticed him. I want to make sure that we didn't forget him. Thank you, Joe Buck. He's always here. He's always supportive of the chat. It's always good to see Joe in here. So, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so, we you're definitely fishing this weekend, unless you get thunderstorms and lightning and all that stuff. if I get lightning, I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we canceled the first date, which kind of broke my heart, but I was understandable. A lot of people couldn't fish and every single one of the competitors had storms, uh, forecasted for that day. So we kind of put it off. And then with all this stuff going on personally, for for me and the people that are in it, uh, this was the date that that was available, so we just had to take it. So we didn't do it for any other reason than it was the first date available to us, and having five different days in the event, that makes it very, very difficult to get scheduling done.
0: It does, and the first three events are fairly
1: close together within a couple of weeks,
0: and that's okay, um, because Chad's going to have one, and... If I don't qualify in yours, then I'll be
1: fishing Chad's, and if I don't qualify in Chad's, I'll Wait, be What fishing. happens if we both qualify? Who's going to host for us on the channel? We'll
0: figure something out. <laughs> if I don't qualify in Chad's, I will fish Josh's, and if I don't qualify in Josh's, as bad as I hate to, I'll be fishing Dockery's. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be fun because Cindy's in one end of the boat and I'm in the other end of the boat, and she'd already told me she can't come back in my end of the boat.
1: Okay. I don't get it, but whatever. (laughs) Whoever has control of that trolling motor is going to be the winner in that boat. That's all I'm going to say.
0: We're not going to worry about that because where I'm going to be fishing in, it won't matter. You can cast wherever you want to.
1: There you go. I
0: have my spot already picked out.
1: I've been so busy working in that darn boat, I couldn't even tell you where the bait's at this time. So I'm a little nervous. Hopefully next week I'll get her figured out. And and Chad's Chad's uh, event that I'm going to be in is right at the beginning of where the bite really slows down. I don't know why. Dead of summer here is hard to catch catch bluegill in the spots that I'm at. I'll have to get the boat out and try to get on them that way. But
0: Well, the other day when I was out, the fish wasn't on this, the bluegill and stuff. So I anticipate that either this weekend during your tournament, and we had a front move through and a storm today, so that's going to change things a little bit. And there's going to be one move through Saturday, which is going to drop the temperature and change things. Because it's going to rain all day Sunday, that'll change things again. But I don't. If if, if they're not on this this weekend, <laughs> they
1: will be on chance. <laughs> they got to be there one of these times That's, that's gotta, they go, yeah they're gonna be i'm not gonna be able to hit it where they're not well, we didn't get the rain but we're in. we we got a cold front coming through i mean it's 61 degrees right now i'm looking at the temperature and and for for you know june 8th that's ridiculous it should be in the upper 70s by now at night yeah, so. yeah. and i don't even yeah. think the sun's fully down yet here so well it's
0: down here i i think that the blue cat's are on the nest around here and the flatheads will be shortly if they're not starting already, which works out for me because one of my favorite times of the year to catch fish, they're usually coming off around the 4th of July weekend
1: around. around, uh, You know, I'm thinking our flatheads start to go (laughs) on spawn mid to late June, you know, and then it's like three weeks, four weeks of utter, you know, yeah, to for yeah, so I mean, what's going to happen is I'm going to get that boat in the water hopefully right before spawn. The plan is to get a first boat, first fish in the boat's going to be a flathead. If I get a channel cat up to the side, I might even cut that darn line off. I don't care. I want the flathead to be a wow. In the boat. What about if you, well, you just go to Mendota and catch no, I, I want to get flathead, there's no flathead in there
0: but look at the size of them channel cat. I know, but I got this. Is this a
1: catch good. and release tournament or is this one where we can keep some? That's a good question. I think you can keep as long as, at least on mine. I'm a, if you want to keep them as long as you're, you're following your laws and your rules,
0: yeah. I got no problem. Well, the reason I ask is because I need bait. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> and I already have water in, in my live well, so I could keep some, some for bait and, um, uh, I don't need very many. We we do, Jay, Jill. If
1: you're interested, just email me at mark at and I'll add you. We got room for one more angler, so if you want to get on, uh, we'd, we'd be happy to have you. We would love to have you in here and that would fill it up. And
0: We're not going to go to the Green Wheel as bad as I hate to not have that in here, but if Mike Greenwell had a got in and didn't have something come up, we would have had the Green Wheel. That would have been,
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think he likes that name to be honest with you
0: <laughs> he probably don't but it's still funny <laughs> it's funny regardless <laughs> manwich and tater tots i'm slacked tonight that sounds pretty good
1: that sounds really good
0: i had homemade chili and i got a bowl waiting for me as soon as we're done here. you
1: know what you do lyle you go get yourself a bag of tater tots cook them up and pour that chili and cheese all over them tater tots oh, yeah. you can thank me later
0: yeah, yeah. Cindy puts uh Cindy makes um frito pies out of hers, but you fritos in them and eats them like that. if I'm eating chili, I want chili. I don't want no cheese, I don't want no Fritos, I don't want no nothing. I just
1: want the chili and I want lots of it. You're a purist, aren't you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> David Martin says bluegills have not uh started in North Carolina yet, ready or have uh and they are late. Water just stabled out in the low seventies. Bluegill are holding back in six feet.
0: Nice, nice. Well, they'll be on the nest here probably in a week, and old David will be putting up more pictures in the yard. Yeah, because he's been catching the crap out of Bluegill out there.
1: Uh, it uh, starts at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, so if you're on Eastern, it'll be 9 o'clock. It's a four-hour tournament. It's short and sweet. Uh, so uh, uh, let me know, and I can fill you in uh, via email on the details if you really want to get in. Eight, e- 8 Central? 8 Central Time, 8 a.m.
0: Damn, I like that. I don't have to get up at the butt crack of dawn. (laughs) That'll be really good. We'll go over and see if we can't catch a few of them.
1: There's Kenneth. Kenneth is in the tournament. Guerrero says Cherokee Marsh and the Yarra River has flathead. I did not know that. If I'm heading up that way, Guerrero, I'm just going to drive right past her and go over to the Wisconsin River if I'm going to fish for (laughs) flathead up there. There's plenty of them up there, I understand. And Cherokee, my buddy was just up there. He says Cherokee's already like locked in with weeds. He says it's really bad. Guerrero might think different because he lives bad. closer than me. But I love fishing that marsh, but I hate them weeds. They're a pain in the butt. Well, I fished the big lake with Jonathan from Hooked Catfish before, and they're they're out there during the year too. You know, especially late fall, they're out there in the deep. They're 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 all over the place. So, yeah. Kelly says he got a dozen
0: bluegills on Tuesday using gulp minnows. Yep, they work. You don't cut them up and make them smaller, just use them whole?
1: For bait? It depends. It depends. I've been trying them this
0: weekend. I never have tried any of them before because they're not available to me around here. Nobody stocks them. So.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I've got a couple jars I'm going to. We give
1: them a', ju- a go this week. you'd be surprised you can I use them most of the time whole if I'm getting short bites and they're small and I need bait you know let's say I need bluegill for channel cats I'll, I'll keep a little a few of them little ones if that's all that's available to me I mean you got to use what you can get so Chad are you reading that Chad are you reading that Chad I don't even think Chad's in here favorite son status revoked He's busy playing with his new headset. He's control hey, <laughs> Oh Guerrero says he was at Castle Rock this past week. I haven't fished Castle Rock, but uh, uh, my fa- my family, my mom and dad, they have a lot of friends that have places out on the lake. I just haven't made it out there, but uh, I hear that's a great place to fish, and they got a lot of big channel cats in there too, Lyle. So
0: I like big channel cats, you know I do. I'll be put half dollar gills under a flat. I
1: think you said under a float. There you go. Oh, a float. Okay.
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, Mark, we're
0: running a little over an hour. Um, had a great time tonight. Looking forward to Sunday. I, I really am. I think this Me will too. be a lot of fun, and and uh, we'll have a great time, and then we'll have Chad's coming up. And as soon as your uh, tournament is over this Sunday – I understand Chad is going to start putting out the information on how to enter his tournament. So, uh, if for some reason you can't fish Mark's tournament this weekend, I don't. It'd have to be a major deal. But after that, we can uh, you can get in Chad's tournament and try to qualify the top two from Mark's tournament, the top two from Chad's tournament, the top two from. Josh's tournament and James Dockery's tournament will advance to the championship, which is probably going to be in October. And
1: um, there'll be, what, 10 people in it, Mark? Well, no, we got eight people and then a host and a co-host for the help. Okay, so no, gonna be, a co-host is, gonna probably, I would say a co-host mm-hmm. is mandatory because it's panfish. If you get somebody like a Dockery on screen and he's getting them one after another, you just need to help counting all of that.
0: You know, um, be- Josh is another one. Mm-hmm. Last year, he got on them real hot. Debbie. He got
1: on them just the numbers. The only thing is there was a point system in Chad's tournament, which uh, kind of beat – that. the point system is what beat Josh. Uh, the fish didn't. So he put over 100 bluegill in his boat, if I remember correctly. So.
0: Yeah, that, that is. Uh, now, with this front moving through, that's probably not going to be the same as what we had. But uh, it's go- it could it could be. It could <laughs> happen. It could happen. Now, James is not in this weekend.
1: So, uh, the people that are in it, and we got a full house. If I can get a co host, uh, take advantage, these people are taking advantage of the situation. Trust me when I say that. So, that's that's right. That's I've right. been beat to a bloody pulp by James Dockery, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, what and was that score? <laughs> I will, I will boot you from your own stream.
0: I, you won't be the first one to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're at Lyle. Oh, uh, 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 obviously, we got Catfish Weekly next Monday at seven PM Central Standard Time. Uh, do you guys have a topic yet, Lyle? Um, let me check. Hang on. I, well, my calendar's blank, so I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say it if it's. I not think pretty, it's pretty pretty about normal. batteries and boats. That's what I thought. So I, I believe Josh
0: has got something made up for this. Josh had a really good video about batteries and things. Him, I was talking here a while back about all these people want to put generators in their boats to charge their batteries while they're bumping. I don't understand that. Why not just put an extra set of batteries in there and call it a day?
1: You know, onboard chargers, chargers I don't think, can charge a battery faster than you use it with your bumping. I mean, what's a charger, 10 amps at the most, trickle charge. I've never run a set of batteries down in a 24-
0: or 36-volt boat bumping all day on the Mississippi River in 9-mile-an-hour current. I got close, but I never run batteries all the way down. So why people think they need a generator is beyond me. But Josh and I have got a way
1: to fix that. Okay. So well, tune months in. Months. T- don't tell them, don't tell them yeah, in Monday, 7 PM. And then I am going to try and get out and do the first uh, live stream in my boat fishing Monday night uh, in, in lieu of the podcast. So uh, uh, that'll be cool. Hopefully I can get out there. Hopefully the weather will uh, uh, be good. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I'm willing to go out there and fish in the rain for the first time in that boat. I might call me what you want, but we'll see. Hey, whatever. I'm yeah. I'm old. Hey, I'm, um, I'm, I would like to mention before we leave
0: that Jody has been, Uh, messaging me with uh, some spam stuff that's been on some of our accounts. Thank you so much for that, Jody. Uh, I think I have that taken care of now. I hope so. If you guys see something that says we're not going to be on Catfish Weekly or Panfish Nation or something, don't worry. We're going to be there. Uh, And some of the other stuff of people trying to push crap on you, you don't watch, anytime you see any of that message me because I'll get rid of it as quickly as I can. I don't want that crap on there. Nobody does. But when you have as many people on a friends list and as many members and stuff as we have on, on we have, we got 11,000 or right around 11,000 people on on uh, uh, Catfish Weekly on Facebook. Uh, it's hard to keep them all out, but I do yep. the best I can, and, and I've got some great folks that help me manage that, but they still slip by once in a while. So we, we really try hard to keep it out of there, and don't worry. We'll be here. I think that's it. I think that's it, Lyle. I had fun talking with you today. It's always a blast, Mark. Thanks so much for helping me out. We'll see everybody next Thursday night on Panfish Nation.
1: Have a great one, chat.